on Meet Me in Moncton. I can't wait to introduce you to one of my faves. This person is a physiotherapist and an entrepreneur. He's the founder of Rehab One Performance Centers, which are all across New Brunswick. He is also one of the co-founders of the new Oak Creek Brewery. I can't wait for you to meet this guy, Johnny Gonzalez! John, are you having deja vu? A little bit. I'm having deja vu. It's weird. So strange. I feel like we've done this before. It's the Matrix. The Matrix uh, is In something. the Matrix. Yeah. So, John, I was reflecting recently, very recently, on my favorite season of our friendship. <laughs> and I think it has to be our TikTok era. Yes. The yeah, TikTok. our TikTok yeah. in the pandemic area. It was fun. It was a good time. <laughs> I'm going to link it in the show notes for anybody who hasn't heard the story, okay. but uh, a lot of people here have, so I'm not going to do it. <laughs> okay. If you haven't seen them, please watch them. You gotta watch them. It was a, it was a great time. We, there was dancing. There was you know, all kinds of. We did a solid two or three good TikToks together, you and I. We did, yeah, yeah. But yeah. we really like left it kind of on a high note. Yes. Yeah. But if we brought it back, I think the people would. Uh, I, I think we should just do one just for old times' okay. sake. Okay. All right. All right. We'll do one for old times' sake. All right. So, John, when people ask you what you do, what do you say? I say I'm a physiotherapist. Okay. Yeah, that's what I do. Even yeah. though you do all of these things, yeah. you say you're physio first. I choose to leave it out because uh, I, I struggle a little bit with, when I say, I feel, to me, I feel like when I say I'm an entrepreneur because of all the entrepreneurial things that are happening in my life, I feel like it plays to my ego and I, just, I, I try to suppress that. And that's something that I struggle with. I don't okay. want to be, uh, I never want to come off as egotistical ever. And I know it's not. Like if yeah. someone says you're an entrepreneur, that's cool. Yeah. Just to me, it feels like I am to me when I say it, so I don't. Okay. I'm a physiotherapist. You so. value the physiotherapy first. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yeah, but no, you, That's weird, I mean, but uh, yeah. I don't, I don't think it's weird. No? Okay, cool. No. <laughs> I mean, and honestly, when I first met you, um, we were just chatting about here in the studio, we're on Bag Boulevard. I met you on Bag Boulevard okay. in a very different season. I guess that would have been maybe 10 years ago. Yeah, 2011. 2012. 2012. Yeah. I, I would have been around probably 2013, I think. Maybe mm -hmm. 2012, so 10, 11 years ago, when you um, had another business. I was a gym owner for a while. Yeah. Maritime CrossFit. Yeah, that was fun. And I remember um, I was, it was the first physical thing I tried to do after having twins. So I had like had no fitness or, or really any health journey in my life for a long time. And I had been an athlete and I walk into this CrossFit gym and I'm like, <laughs> what was I like, this is not the starting point, you know, like it should, like it didn't feel like it should be the starting point. And then I saw you on like, on the bars. And you were like, just like, you were just like moving bar to bar, like with one hand. And I had never really seen a person do anything like this before. And this is the, you, you definitely didn't know me then. And I was just like, huh. And for like a solid year, that was my entire, that was your whole brand to me. Yeah. It was like the, the guy, like the monkey bar guy, like the <laughs> guy that could just like, yeah. you know, um, but I'm so grateful. I got to know you much better than that over that the years. A, that was a good time for us too. Like we had a lot of fun. I remember you particularly when you would come in noon class or 9.30 class, you and uh, Terry George. Yeah, me and Terry. Yeah, yeah. you're good buds, and I always pushed you guys. Um, we talked too much, and you get mad. Yes, yeah, that too. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> trying to run a class here, guys. Get in trouble for talking too much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so, you know, those are the early, early days of our friendship. Mm -hmm. And then um, and then you opened Rehab One. Yeah, 2016, I, I, started, I decided to uh, start my own clinic. 
Yeah. Right. I owned a clinic for a while, uh, 20, uh, 2009 into 2014. I ended up selling my portion of that clinic, and then I had to wait a couple of years to get these things called non-compete clauses. So I waited, chilled for a couple of years, and then I opened up my own brand, Rehab One. Rehab One. And uh, yeah, off and running with that. Flagship location on St. George Street in Moncton. Yes. yes, yes. yes. And it wasn't too long after that that Rehab One was Rehab Two. Yeah. Like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Rehab 3, and yeah. what are we at now? So we have five clinics now. Um, Moncton, Riverview, and then we went St. John West, and then Quispam Sis was last year, and then this year was St. John East, and then in October, in a month, um, three weeks, we opened up Fredericton. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also, I'm not going to lie, um, if you look in DF on Champlain Boulevard, you'll see a, a crane. And so that's uh, that's Rehab One Diet, and that is that's number seven, and number we're, done. we're done. And when's that? When is that? That's uh, January twenty twenty five. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Number seven, January twenty twenty five. Yeah. So that's in seven clinics, in less than ten years. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Seven's a number. What was the vision when you first was set in the vision when you first opened Rehab Five One? Was the vision. Five was the vision right away. Yes. I'm oh, sorry. Guy. One was the vision when I opened, one, up, oh, when I opened up right saying. away. Yeah. That's why you called it that, right? Yeah. No. No. Uh, it, we have one and only. Yeah. One was vision. I don't know if you ever heard the story, but um, it was at Masterminds. Masterminds set. Mastermindset. Yeah. Uh, Marcel and you were speaking there, and uh, uh, Mark Black asked everyone to close their eyes and think of a think of a, a someday goal and to make it a, a today goal. And my someday goal in my brain was tucked far away. Was maybe I could open up a, a second rehab one location. But he, something he said just triggered me and, and said, I think I'm going to try Riverview. And then, I, yeah, I, I always tell Mark he knows that. He, uh, he knows how much he, he meant to me on that day. And then it, we're off and running again, like from there. That was a really special day in a lot of people's lives. Very special lives. day. Changed a lot of people's lives. Changed a lot of people's lives that day. Mm -hmm. Mastermind set one. Yeah. And uh, Angela. And Angela yeah. was Angela's in the audience. Yeah. It was my first time speaking. I know. My first time speaking ever. And Dan Martell spoke that day. And uh, I just remember I came off stage in the back. And I've known Dan a very long time. And Dan looked at me and he said, this is what you're supposed to do. Wow. And, and that launched some professional speaking and all kinds of things. Yes. A lot of people had their lives changed that day. And Marcel put that together in 30 days. Marcel, and he was like 24 at the time. I know. what a guy. And he was a CrossFit coach at Yeah, at your gym. Yeah, that was a, that was a life-changing day for a lot, of, a lot of folks. And I love that you shared that part of your journey. So, okay, so we got Rehab 1 to Rehab 7. Mm -hmm. So that plan underway. But that's not enough for John Gonzalez, right? Yeah, yeah he's got, got other things on the go. Yeah. Um, so can you talk a little bit about your recent launch of Oak Creek? So Oak Creek is the uh, newest brewery in New Brunswick, I believe, and um, here in New Moncton. And we are four owners. I'm one of four. Right? And we each have played our part uh, in terms of how this business runs. Right, so Patrice Daigle is the is the main guy. He's the brewmaster, and he's been making beer since 2017 out of his basement in Dieppe, and he started with a one barrel system. Okay, so if that means anything to you, uh, our current system is a 15 barrel system. So we have like six big tanks and all this stuff. He made one little one barrel system that makes five kegs at a time. But he he just did really great, and he all his friends and his family, everyone was really loving the beer that he was creating. And so he just wanted to keep pushing the envelope, and he did some contract brewing at Caboquet, yep. meaning he could jump in on one of their things, and, he, and then it just took off. He actually got into the liquor stores, but he was kind of stuck. His growth was stuck because he couldn't 
do a large-scale brew. So he needed to find entrepreneurs because he didn't know the business side. He knew how to make beer. And so that was since 2017. And then in 2021, me and the other two owners, Nick Spataro, big businessman in this town, and Greg McAfee, my best friend. He was my best man. I was his best man. Um, he's, Greg has run restaurants. Nick is a business guy. I'm a business guy. We were sitting there. Uh, it, was red, it was the red phase, or what do you want to call it? And we were in each other's bubble in um, January 2021. And we sat there drinking craft beer after our workout and said, we should open up a brewery, boys. It's just us spitting ideas. And then we had one problem. We don't know how to make beer. So we started out. Oh, oh, okay. So it's you three. Us three. Ah. So yeah, I, you can run the restaurant, Greg and John and, and Greg and John and Nick. You guys know um, growth of business and strategy. And Nick owned the building. So we just don't know how to make beer. So we put feelers out there and we talked to the same commercial real estate agent, Martin Goodbu, and Pat talked, Patrice talked to her and we talked to her and she said, I need to put you guys together. Put us together and then uh, we felt like oh, we actually no really clicked. We really clicked in our first meeting where we sat across. A board table. Man, people underestimate what realtors do. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's their truth. <laughs> Magic making. And oh, know, my it's, gosh. It's always reaching out, cold feels. All, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it really works. It really helps. Yeah. And it helped yeah, us, yeah. and it brought us together. Man. Okay. I'm going to come back. So you're telling me it's the red phase. You're in a bubble, and you guys are like, we need to launch a location where people are going to come mingle? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're like, yeah, you know yeah. what we need right now? A big room that we wouldn't yeah. be allowed to have people in. Because we're eventually going to come yeah. out of this red phase, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. Let's be ready for it. Hit the ground running. Yeah. Yeah. It, okay, so, but like, I, I just really want people to like put themselves in your shoes. Like, it's red. Every other person is like, oh my God, doom and gloom. I'm never going to be able to go anywhere mm -hmm. again. I'm never going to be able to be in public again. And then to add like a little Johnny Gonzalez flavor, you're also like rehab four, yeah. thinking of like five, six, seven, and you're like, brewery it is. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm not going to lie. So that was January 2021. The very next month, I called one of my dear friends, my former um, employer. He owns um, St. John Ale House. He owns a number of restaurants in the St. John area. Yeah. And he was currently the president of Restaurant Canada. So I was like, I got to ask him about the, what does he think of this idea? And his, he said within five seconds, no, don't do it. Right. And I go, well, what are your reasons for that? Why are you saying no so fast? And he said, there's... There used to be certain uh, grants for this, and they don't have those anymore. Uh, the, the, the craft brewery market is saturated. And then, so we just we kind of dove into it a little bit. And by the end of the conversation, I'm like, I'm not worried about the grants, but the craft brewery is not saturated in Moncton. And he's, he lives in St. John. So the craft brewery is kind of saturated in St. John. Okay. So I was like, let's... I'm, so going to be Oak Creek, St. John. So I'm happy I asked you. You got to ask questions, yeah. right? But at the same time, like, I'm going to go with what we feel is right. So we went with it. And so you went with it. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. And you got a great server, I heard. Uh, yes, yes. He's, <laughs> Corey. Yeah. Yeah, Corey. Corey Patton, I got yeah. it. Yeah. Brother, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's working yeah. out. He's amazing. <laughs> it's yes. working out. Cool, yeah. cool. He was great from the start. But yeah, he was yeah. Great. Uh, big yeah. fan of Corey, for sure. <laughs> um, okay, so, so then you would, you know, our listeners are probably like, wow, that guy's really busy. And uh, you recently started talking about your involvement with a Filipino association locally. Yes. Yeah. So I, wanna, I really want to talk about that because this show is about helping people find belonging and, mm -hmm. and meeting people in their community. Of and I think this is super important. So can you talk about what you're doing yes. with the Filipino community? So my both my parents are Filipino and they immigrated here in 1976. They're considered like the OGs of the Filipino community in New Brunswick. They were one of the first 10 families in New Brunswick. Wow. They're Filipino. And so... Um, yeah, and growing up with the community that we had, it was very tight-knit. It was like only 10 families in St. John. So every Sunday, we're together. Every Sunday, they used to rent out a place like this, and we used to sit there and learn in the classroom how to talk Filipino, Tagalog. 
Wow. We used to, um, you know, dance the, the traditional dance. We used to do all of that. And they did that for us, which is the reason why I believe I just am so um, faithful and, and, and proud of who I am. Right? Right. right? So at some point, you know, you got to get back. You got to get back to the community that, that made you who you are. So uh, now that I'm established, now that I'm here and I have some time, I guess, I wanted to be able to do that with the Filipino community of Moncton. Yeah. So I'm having fun being their business manager right so now. So you're the business manager of? Of uh, the, the Filipino Fi Association? The New Brunswick Moncton chapter. Okay. Yeah. And how many folks would be in this association? I think it's 1,200. could be 1,500. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 1,500 people. Yeah, easily. No question. From the 10 families? That's Moncton. Yeah. Yeah. So That's John Moncton has just only, as much, right? if not more. And then Fredericton has just as much, if not more. Okay, like, what do you think? I, like, I think about how exhausted I am as a parent sometimes, and especially when my kids are younger. Um, I mean, when you think about your parents earning a living, mm -hmm. like putting food on the table, all of the regular responsibilities that exhaust most of us, and then they have got to rent a facility, um, spend the, the time, money, energy, investing in making sure you understand your culture. Mm -hmm. Like, how, how, did, how does that speak to you now, looking back? Looking back, but also currently right now, being in the middle of being in this community with them, it's, um, it actually blows my mind because they, yeah, the people that are on this committee have children and they're very busy with their current jobs. And I, I, I laugh at them and sometimes I message them and joke at them. It's like, you guys talk, you, five, you eight people, talk and plan more than my 60 employees right now. Like, and you know, we're running operations, like a right. multi-million dollar company and they are so making sure that every detail of this weekend's mosaic festival is gonna be perfect when we are gonna be up there doing our um, traditional dance and what we're gonna wear and how's the booth gonna look, it's perfect. It's so, it, it brings me a lot of pride listen, listening to them. Yeah. Be so involved, right? Yeah. Because the community does mean a lot. Like not only do they represent us in the community and the public, they also like, when we know that someone's coming for the first time with their family, you know, mother and father and two kids are coming to the airport for the first time. Like we're there picking them up at the airport. You know, like we need to make sure that they have, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool, yeah. Uh, someone, I think someone recently, uh, their employer, it wasn't the employer's fault, but something fell through, so maybe they're not going to get there. They had to be, like, not de deported, but kind of like, we don't know what's going to happen to them in the next two weeks. They might have to go back to the Philippines. So we're scrambling to make sure that they can have enough money so everyone's putting money together in a pot. And then, I don't know. We try our best to, yeah, to help everybody out. Wow. It's a lot. And the one thing, too, like you said, is that, like, both my parents, immigrants, um, you know, did a lot of sacrifice to leave the Philippines with everything that they knew to come here. And this is like, not just a Filipino family, this is like every ethnic culture that is moving here yeah. now. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm not trying, I hate to play that ego thing, but I'm, what I want to say, I, I like to tell them like, this is what, um, if you, all the love that you put into your children right now, like I like to think that um, maybe they can, I'll, they can do something really great here in, in Canada, yeah. right? Because of the sacrifices that you did yes. uh, to, to leave what you knew and to come here, um, something good's gonna happen, you know what I mean? Because yeah. all the love that you guys give individually to your children, but also the community, like I feel responsible that I have to do something to make my community proud of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very nice. Okay, John, I, um, I wanna know a little bit more about uh, Filipino culture because Oh. Every single person I have ever met from the Philippines has been the nicest person I've ever met. 
Mm-hmm. And um, I can't, it is, it is so remarkable and also so remarkably similar that I feel that there's some, some cultural uh, beliefs and lessons that are, that are taking place that maybe some of our, some other cultures are not getting, like mine. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I want to, I, I need to understand, like, what, what is it? Like, what is the, what is that core belief that makes um, your community just, like, so loving? That is a very difficult question to answer. Because right now, the first thing that comes to mind is, like, is that family. But, I mean, I think family is important for you, too. So what, what makes it different for us? I don't really have a good answer for that right now. Do you feel that there's um, an emphasis on gratitude in your culture, maybe more than some others? Filipinos, it is. It's family is such a big thing, whether you have money or not, because they're used to being poor. Yeah. Let's be honest. Um, religion is such a big part. I can't. I really can't put it. I can't put something on it. I don't know what it is. Well, we'll get to the bottom of it. Yeah, we'll get to the bottom of it, please. Yeah, I really don't know. So sorry. No. So sorry about that. But it it definitely has to also stem with like effort. Like, I think the Filipinos know with like hard hard work, like God will grace you eventually. You know, like so that's why my parents put our head down and just go. Yeah. I mean, what a difference in the perspective of like hard work is a blessing versus like hard work is mm. a burden. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that that's an incredible perspective. So yeah. thank you for that. You're welcome. Maybe that's why you have so many jobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to make my dad proud. <laughs> yeah, I'm more proud. Oh, your dad is proud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your yeah. dad is proud. <laughs> that's so cool, right? Um, okay, what makes you happy these days? Happy me. Hmm. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy that uh, right now I'm in a perfect little phase of my life where um, uh, work is like very manageable, so I'm able to like move and work out every single day. Awesome. Yeah, I'm similar to you in that way. I know you you do so great in moving your body every day. And for me, um, I was telling Nicole this the other day. You, you you posted something. You said making sure my non-negotiables are taken care of before you went to a wedding or something. Yeah, I was going to yeah. my sister's wedding in Halifax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And I had just becoming, I was coming home from the gym saying, yeah, look at me, me, me as well. Yeah, yeah. awesome, yeah. awesome. But I, you know what? What? Um, movement is not a non-negotiable for me because I know, because if I do that, that will stress me out and I'll, I'll think I'll get like a complex about my body. Or, like if you say that it's a non-negotiable. For me, it's not. Yeah. For me, it's not. Interesting. Yeah. So what is it then? Just if you feel like it? Like my, non-nego- my non-negotiable yeah. is... <laughs> is uh, making sure that my wife knows how much I love her every single day. Oh. <laughs> it's true. It really is. I mean, I can't lie about that because I just think it's so important. I think it's so important. The audience is already writing questions. Like, they're writing me letters right now in the future of, like, please have him back. Yeah. I think we're in a time where there's so much going on in the world and and maybe at an age to where I'm seeing a lot of things happen to my people I grew up with and I don't know we're not guaranteed things so I just she needs to know every single day yeah Yeah. (laughs) in a different way anyway yeah well as your friend um I was thinking about what I want to talk about tonight and uh I was brushing my teeth this morning I like reflect on you know all this stuff and I was thinking about you and our friendship and we don't hang out that often we always say oh we mean to and we don't and whatever you know we get a good like once every six months in but um I was thinking about how appreciated you always make me feel as a friend 
And, and you really do have that gift, and I'm really grateful for it because there have been times we've known each other a long time in various seasons of my life and career, and you've always been uh, a cheerleader in the, in behind me that's had my back, and I just really appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. It's the best. I feel the same way. <laughs> and you always show up when I ask you to do things. Yes, I know. I, I've, made, I've gotten you in weird places. You definitely do. <laughs> At put, stages and in yeah. gyms. And when you ask, I'll, I'll do it, but I mean, I, I'm definitely just... Don't I'm, always love it? <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely always nervous for it, but I know that's, that's a good thing. Awesome. Okay, well, guys, I'll ask you the last question. We'll go to the audience. Okay. Uh, what is the local purchase you've made in the last six months that's made your life better? Okay, purchase. Uh, but, so, you, I heard, I knew you might ask me this, so I'm going to tell you that it's not a, I purchased a service. Yeah. So someone, so someone that's near and dear to my heart, uh, her name is Madison Clark. She's an acupuncturist in town at uh, East ND. Yeah. So it's, a, it's another health company in town uh, with naturopathic medicine and, and acupuncturist. And uh, yeah, I just really, she's new. She's relatively new in the past year. And sometimes, you know, with my life, I have a little bit of stress here and there. So she just keeps me cool. You yeah. go and, get cool with acupuncture. Yeah, and I didn't realize how much, how helpful it is. Yeah. And for stress, it's been very helpful to keep me just... That is awesome. I'm yeah. very passionate about managing my cortisol, and uh, I'm yes. definitely acupuncture curious. So thank you for so that yes, recommendation. So yes, I, I, I suggest her. But then I, I couldn't, I can't sit up here talk about the Filipino community and not mention one of the newest Filipino businesses that are in town. Uh, it's Athemo Builds. It's on Mountain Road, directly across from Shoppers Lounsbury. Yeah. Yeah, and he does like personalized gifts and um, like wooden signs, and he he can do he can do basically anything because he has a lot of tools there. But um, oh, so they're custom. Custom everything. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's really neat things. Yes. Yeah, so Very he, cool. Out of the blue, the other day he made me a custom um, um, cornhole. You know, cornhole is yeah. it's a sport. Yeah. yeah. You throw a game. A thing. Yeah. Yeah. He made me that. I was like, okay, cool. And then he made a nice sign for someone's business the other day. DJ Marcoshi, and he does a lot of cool things. Very cool. Yeah. Oh, thank <laughs> yeah. you for that. We're going to, like I said, we'll link everything in the show notes and make sure that um, that we can all find these awesome businesses. So awesome. thanks, John. Yeah. Cool. Let's go to the audience for some questions. <laughs> all right. Who's got a question for John? Hey. Hey, um, So as a non-beer drinker, yes. I've been to Oak Creek, um, and I've got like a flight. So I get to try a bunch of different ones. So what is your favorite there. My favorite beer there. We have a beer that's called Citra in a Galaxy. And my friends think it's funny that that's my favorite beer. It's an amazing tasting beer, uh, but it's in the strong side. It's like 6%. But I just love the taste of it. And um, it, besides that, there's also, I'm, actually, I, I, I don't enjoy sours, but we have a sour peach mango one, and that is phenomenal. Yeah, it's actually one of our biggest sellers right now. So me not loving sours, but I absolutely love this one. Yeah. You're welcome. Awesome. Yeah. Hi, John. Hello. Um, as an aging human, <laughs> we often hear um, people, and in, in certain society or whatever, people tend to think that um, aging uh, is the same as slowing down or that... Um, movement is harder as you get older and just as a physiotherapist and former gym owner how can you just speak to that as that that's not necessarily um, the sentence for as people are aging true um okay so for that like they say movement is medicine and it's cliche but it really 
there's so much truth in that because each of our joints where the bones meet, there's a lubrication. And in order to keep it lubed up or keep it uh, healthy, there has to be uh, movement, right? So that's one small reason, but a very big part of the reason, actually. Another thing is that our bones and our muscles and our tendons, actually all tissue in our body, they only stay strong when given forces, right? So that's why it's so important with someone with osteoporosis, that is weak bones, to make sure that they're moving, they're walking, at the very least walking, so that the bones have a stimulus to stay strong, stay and grow, right? So as people age, I think it's even, it's even more important to continue moving because our body needs that stimulus to stay strong, if not get stronger. Depends on how much you're pushing it. Yeah. Thank you. So, John, I'm going to ask another question because I am uh, getting a lot of rude algorithm messages about um, menopause approaching in my life and how I should be uh, focused more on weight training and strength training um, as like my age progresses over 40 as a woman. Can you speak to that a little bit? Is that true? I just really like doing cardio. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think I'm biased. I think actually like research shows that strength training is important to some degree. At least two days a week, there should be some form of strength training. It doesn't have to be like hardcore, hardcore, but there needs to be some weight element to your and resistance training to your workouts. Okay. Yeah. So you should. Unfortunate. Yeah. I was hoping you had some groundbreaking study that you were <laughs> yeah. performing that would yeah. get me out on the. Uh, no, no, there's a little. But bit. John, this is my grandmother in the back row. My grandmother Rita. Hi. Hi, Rita. And she was lifting weights at St. Pat's uh, until I mean I was an adult and my and she was out there pumping weight like every day at St. Pat's, getting hey. a workout in. Yeah, right yeah. until oh, the oh, end. Yeah. True, true. <laughs> and like how great she looks, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do we have another question for John? Yeah, I'm going to stay on the topic of age. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really care because age is just a number. That's it. But you mentioned age twice when, when Natalie was interviewing you, uh, you know, at, at my age and, you know, in this age. And if you could go back now to when you were 18, Mm-hmm and give yourself one piece of advice, what would it be? Man, not a good question. Wow. I think that I would not have went to university right away. I would have took three years off, worked my butt off, saved 100K, put it in RSP, and then started school. Because then that 100K would be, I think it's a million dollars by the time I'm 54. And then I don't have to worry about a retirement plan, which we're trying to do now, right? So, because it's not hard to really just work hard, live at mom's house, and even if it's at, um, Whatever job it is, that's what I, I always tell that. Because if I have a parent that I'm treating their child and the kid's saying, I don't know if I want to go to university right away. I say, Mom, it's not that bad idea. I said, as long as they can do something well with their time. You tell the parent money. in front of the kid? Yeah. You're, oh. <laughs> do they come back? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but if I'm saying it with, with honesty and like, it's, a, it's, it's not a bad idea. If a child doesn't exactly know right away and they want to go to university, I, I think I might be wrong. I, mean, I think they, you might be... I think they I think you, it's best to go. You'll get the best marks when you go and you actually know. I totally agree. You I know? tell my boys all the time, you like if you don't have a reason to go to university. <laughs> back yeah. in our day, you went because it was the thing to do, exactly. right? Like yes. you, like that was the obvious next choice. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I just don't see the world that way anymore. Mm -hmm. If there's not a reason, yeah, that's that's a very expensive party. Yes, but that's that. <laughs> yeah. 
I didn't know you were going to ask that question, and I love that question because that is my answer right away. I, I, I wish that I would have did that. Yeah. Because I actually went to university right out of high school, and after my four-year science degree, I took three years off and traveled Canada and did all that. But, I mean, I kind of wasted time. I could have did that in reverse and then made money, and then I'd be... Cause right now, how many more businesses you'd have by now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But. Any other questions for John before we wrap up? Thank you so much, John. Yeah.